This is the Tropic Pianist Gamers podcast, episode eight. And today we're talking to Anna Green, who is talking about the success of network marketing. So welcome, Anna. Would you like to introduce hello. yourself? Hello, hello. So my name's Anna Green. I run a company called Direct Selling Success, where I teach network marketers, direct sellers, affiliate marketers to grow and scale their teams and sales without the spam. That's <laughs> Thank amazing. You so I've followed Anna Green since the beginning of my Tropic journey, which was sometime in summer of 2020 when I started doing my self-development journey. But of course, Anna has been in the network marketing industry for quite a long time. So would you like to tell a bit about your story behind why you joined in the first place? Yeah, of course. So I started way back in 2005. Um, my kids were small. Well, one of them wasn't even born. I was six months pregnant with one of them. Uh, so my kids are now 21 and 17 this month. And I started that journey because I couldn't go out and have a normal job. My husband was in the forces at the time. Um, I I had this one child. I was six months pregnant. I'd just moved to a new area. I was like, what on earth am I going to do? And at the area that I used to live, right up in the Shetland Islands, which was amazing, um, we had a lady who sold cards, cards and gift wrap on market stalls and fairs and events and things like that. And I thought, do you know what? I could do something like that. I could find something that I could do from home that meant I had that bit of freedom to go out and and make some money because we needed the money, but also just to do something for me. So I felt like I had more of a purpose than just being so-and-so's mum because I hated that. I, I hated that loss of identity after having children. And I online and I found a company and I, I applied to join which I thought it was like a job application at the time <laughs> it was didn't know what network marketing was never heard of anything like that before um, and I joined this company and gave it a go a, a kit arrived I had no upline support I had no no team around me for guidance I followed instructions in a manual that came with the kit and I went and sold these products and and gave it a go and you know, 17 years later um just before lockdown i'd i'd made a, a huge empire from the network marketing i'd built a business i'd achieved holidays i'd um won incentives i'd been recognized on stage i was running my own region supporting all these hundreds and hundreds of other people to do what i'd done um, and change my life through the business that i had uh, and then lockdown hit and I was thinking about doing something else, something bigger, having more in, of, of an impact than just my team and and decided to set up Direct Selling Success. So I now um, have left my network marketing business behind and now serve the wider industry, providing them with the training and support that I didn't have at the beginning, but I know is so valuable to success. And I teach in a way that I know aligns with so many more people because I know for a fact that some of the, the ways people are taught to sell and market on social media and offline in a variety of different companies and industries is shocking. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's very old fashioned and spammy. And I wanted to change that face of network marketing for the better. Yeah. Networking without the ick, I remember that phrase. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, what's the most valuable lesson you've learned over your time as a network marketer? 
Apart apart from the spam bit, of course. Apart from the spam bit, doing it in a way that aligned with me. Yeah, other than that, uh, my biggest thing would be that everybody comes into network marketing for their own reason. Hmm. Everybody comes in with their own um, idea of what they're wanting out of it. So I came to be not just a mum anymore. I came to get my identity back and to have some success. And yeah, the money was great. But it wasn't my driver. My driver was making something of me, making me a success. Yeah, mine's similar in that sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when I was bringing in other people and seeing seeing them come into my team, they were coming in for so many different reasons. But at the beginning, I thought everybody wanted the same thing as me. Everybody's driven for this success. They want the leadership. They want that recognition. They all want to go on the holidays. No, that's not the case. Everybody comes in for a, a unique reason from building their confidence to earning a little bit of pocket money to running their own empire. Everybody's so different. And being able to spot that and get that person to reach their goal, that's what changed my business around. Not thinking everybody wanted the same thing as me anymore. (laughs) Cool. So um, I have encountered quite a lot of people who are anti-network marketing. Have you encountered any yourself and how do you deal with them? Um, back in the day, I didn't really encounter many. I had the odd person say, you know, you'd be at a, a party because I did the party plan, you know, the home parties going around people's houses and stuff. Uh, so I had the odd person that would go, oh, isn't this a pyramid scheme? I'm like, well, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not a pyramid scheme because pyramid schemes are illegal. <laughs> um, this is a reputable company and it's great and it's made me money and they've treated me brilliantly and I've never had a problem. And I, I used to compare it to the old Tupperware. So I am mid-40s. <laughs> uh, so I used to be around lots of people the same age or older than me. And comparing it to something as well-established as the Tupperware brand from back in the day, you know, the plastic boxes that the mums used to go out and sell for a hobby. They'd be like, oh, yeah, I get it now. Oh, yeah, I see what it is. Or um, like Avon, you know, comparing it to a big, yeah. well-established brand that people know from another life as such. Yeah. And they got it then. I've had a lot of people come to me, though, with problems with the anti-MLM and anti-network marketing thing. And I think a lot of the time it gets a bad press because of these spammy techniques that are often taught. And these these odd ways of bringing people into the teams and and the manipulation and things that, that you see from people who do it badly. And these are a minority, but these are the ones that get in the news. And there's always somebody out there who knows somebody, who knows somebody down the pub who said (laughs) that it's a pyramid scheme or it's a con or it's a scam. And it's not. You get out what you put in. It's a simple way of getting a business that you can run without any commitment, without any overheads, without any massive costs. And And you can try it. And if you like it, great. If you don't fine if it works for you great if it doesn't work for you fine you've not lost anything but I think sometimes people get these images in their heads and they get stuck and then it spreads and one thing that I did used to find um when I've when I've been training people to get over this um this issue and deal with those people who are like this it's the people that think like this they're not your ideal client yeah they're not the person that you should be trying to sell to if they are so anti-network marketing, MLM, party plan, they're never going to buy from you. You're never going to change what they think. 
But by being genuinely, authentically you and trying to attract the right people to you, you'll get less of that anyway. They'll they'll go because you they won't be triggering you, so they'll not be getting what they want out of why they're getting at you. Can't yeah. confirm you that works. <laughs> yes, it does work. <laughs> yeah, it does work. Don't rise to it. Oh well, that's your opinion. Off you trot. <laughs> cool yeah so that's great advice for anyone who's thinking of getting into the market um can you can you remember a particularly challenging or awkward experience you've had as a network marketing person (laughs) um challenging awkward um there's one story i tell and it's it's one that's in one of my um emails that i've sent out recently and i remember being at a party and i used to sell candles and wax melts um and this particular party, it was a lot of well-to-do, um, older ladies, really lovely, but it was a very posh house. Everything was perfect. She'd had me set up on her piano in the side with a cloth over. <laughs> Luckily, <she laughs> over. Um, so it wasn't the ideal place to put a pile of candles to light and, and things. So I'd made sure it was all protected and everything. And it was Christmas. And we used to do this little holder that had um that looked like a little chimney breast. So it, it had the fireplace in the middle and you put your tea light in the fireplace and then you put your wax melts in the top. So old-fashioned, so hideous. It was yeah, <laughs> not my cup of tea, but anyway, I took it to the party and I couldn't snuff the candle out because we always used to say snuff don't puff because when you blow a candle out, things can happen that you don't want to happen. Well, a snuffle wouldn't fit in this holder. So <laughs> I um I blew it out. Big mistake. I've no other way of putting it out because I couldn't get my stuff in. And I blew it out and it was red wax and it blew back in my face. So I was at this party. I blew the candle out. It all blew back in my face, straight down my top, all over the piano, luckily having the cover on. What a mess. Just red wax. It looked like a horror film. <laughs> Everybody was still in the room. Everybody was looking at me. It was like, oh no, this is just a disaster. But do you know what? It was okay. I dealt with it fine. I cleaned it up. Yeah, I couldn't get the wax off my top there and then, but I carried on with the night. I got the most bookings and the most sales. And I think I recruited two people that night because I was I just like so, so normal. <laughs> and just, yeah, I don't know. It was just a, the weirdest experience and the most embarrassed I've ever felt. But actually proving that I was human and that nothing was yeah. always perfect. The realness, isn't it? Build with those people, and yeah, it is the realness. You're right, and it's about how you respond to it as opposed to what's yeah. happening. You can't <laughs> stop the stuff from happening, but how you respond to it makes the difference. Yeah. And this is a big message that I always try and get across to everybody I train. Something happens, you've got two ways of looking at it. It's a disaster. Oh, woe is me. What can I do? Oh, like let's chuck it all in. Or it's a disaster. What am I going to do about it? What can I do about it? What do I need to accept? What am I going to do differently? How am I going to get around it? There's yeah. those two ways, and the people who succeed are the ones that go that second way. Brilliant. Yeah. So, um, how has the industry actually changed over the years? Is it just the techniques of selling, or has more things changed? Um, I think the industry as a whole are becoming more aware of their image Mm. and they are starting to stamp down on those or lots of the companies starting to stamp down on those people who are being particularly underhand and spammy with their sales techniques like do you remember the old car salesmen's and the double glazing (laughs) representatives back in the day 
that image is starting to go, but it is taking some moving. Yeah. The dawn of social media selling. I mean, when I started back in 2005, social media was not a thing you sold on. It, it just wasn't. And the training for it was very slow in coming. So learning that from door knocking, <laughs> I used to knock on people's doors around an estate, to um, being able to do online parties and, and contacting people up and down the country. I mean, network marketing was was a local thing and you had a local team who went to team meetings in a local pub and local village hall. And now you, know, you can have a team worldwide that you can support just as well. It's It's grown so much. I so never experienced the team meetings at the beginning because I started in the basically what became lockdown straight away. So yeah. I missed out. Yes, on that. I remember running my first team meeting in 2009 in my house with people who were all from the same village. I think there must have been 15 of us sat in my house um, over the course of you know a few months as it built, and and we used to sit there and we'd they'd all walk, and and you know village of 2,500 people nowadays you'd have people going oh you know can't have that many people in the village and there's total you know saturation of the company in that small space but no that's the way it used to be because the window for collaboration if anything oh yeah it was brilliant we'd, hmm. we'd have a real social we'd go out for meals we'd we'd take each other to parties we'd support each other if somebody was ill you'd look after each team member it was a community it was a real family yeah. and I think a little bit of that is lost with the the spread of everybody. You don't have that same connection with your team anymore, but it's developed in so many different ways because you can learn and 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 make a community of people up and down the globe. It's yeah, it's just different. Yeah, different but in a good way because it's 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 yeah. shown how much you can grow outwards as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, with help like yourself. We, we're on the up we, we don't have to yes. be spammy or icky we've got the correct we're changing place. that base of network marketing <laughs> yes we've heard a bit earlier about how you decided to set up your success lounge um what can you actually offer in your success lounge oh so my my business direct selling success um i have a free facebook group i'm on instagram and tiktok where you can follow and get support and advice for free i do live training i do mini master classes and all sorts of things happening to help people up and down um, in the industry, you know, for, for nothing. Then I have my Success Lounge membership, which is um, a monthly subscription where people can come in and get specific training on the industry, building a team, growing your social media, doing the parties um, with a community of others in different companies. Um, and then I have one-to-one coaching and courses that I run as well on that platform too. So uh, have you settled or have you got future plans to sort of up-level or upgrade or anything? Well, there's so many plans. There always is. My brain is always on overdrive for new plans. Yeah. We've got our <laughs> first in-person day in May, on the 13th of May in Leeds. Amazing. So that's going to be super fun. Uh, get to meet people in person, in real life. Uh, so we've got that coming up. I've got a, um, and this is the first time I've spoken about this, so it's a bit of an exclusive <laughs> um, a, I'm not quite sure what to call it yet, but it's going to be a leap into leadership. So for those people who are in the industry and are wanting to grow a team um, and doing a three-month program that they can come on to learn how to build their team, how to teach them with confidence and how to build up their own business to be able to support them. That's amazing. I'll have to tap into that at some point. <laughs> Super excited about it. 
So you said you're on most social media platforms. What's your actual um, tag for finding you? Um, at Direct Selling Success on TikTok and Instagram. And um, I think it's at Anna Green Online on Facebook. Um, but you can search Direct Selling Success and it will come up. Brilliant. Oh, thanks for coming on my podcast today for my, as my guest. Um, hope you enjoyed your time. Um, oh, thank you. There's lots of pearls of wisdom in that podcast to to tap into. So thanks. Thank you for having me.